All right, Nick Smart. Julio Jones was, some say ambushed, some consider that legally questionable, so believe that he wasn't ambushed, uh, by Shannon Sharp in the morning. So called on live TV, and Shannon says, hey, Julio, where are you going to play next year? And he goes, I'm out of there, man. So, Nick Smart, where's Julio going to play? I think even during this conversation, he was spotted wearing a cowboy shirt. Jeez. Um, so it kind of feels like a couple months ago when Deshaun Watson was uh, caught wearing the Dolphins apparel. Um, and, of course, remember the Jamal Adams stuff where uh, at a red light intersection, he answered a fan's question out the window saying he wanted to go to Dallas. So, uh, you know, similar play, similar situations. Um, every day we get into this, I think it's uh, very apparent that Julio Jones is not going to be playing for the Falcons this season. Um, it sounds like the Chiefs were among the teams interested, but they are one of, I think, six or eight teams that flat out can't make the math work numbers-wise. So they're eliminated just based on their cap situation. Um Sounds like the Raiders are in heavy. Uh, today, the Seahawks emerged. I know A.J. Brown uh, is leading a, a very vigilant social media campaign trying to get Julio to Tennessee. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned on that one. But, uh, yeah, a, a divorce is imminent in Georgia. Now, it strikes me that, you know, it's this is all pay issue. No one thinks Julio Jones can't play at all. It's just if he can play for $25 million and what that does to your cap when everybody's cap is down $30 million from what it would usually be. Is is there a world where um, Green Bay does both, trades Aaron Rodgers and then trades for Julio Jones? Just that's the ultimate I, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, I that would be the ultimate fuck you because I can't think of a least fruitful exercise than after you turn around and deal your franchise quarterback, you make a move Julio Jones. I, I think after, if you move Rogers, that Jones trade is the furthest thing from your mind. I mean, yeah, maybe you want to totally get Jordan rebuilding. Love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you want to give Jordan love an extra weapon and, and see what happens, but I don't know, man, this Jordan love kid. I, I tell you, you could really go the one way or the other. I, I I heard some people say, you know, if he would have been in this draft, they would have had him over Trey Lance. And there's some people saying this time last year when they saw him throwing a football, they weren't even sure he belonged in the league. So, I mean, talk about Jekyll and Hyde scouting reports on one Jordan Love. Uh, the cookie is yet to crumble there. We still uh, will see what happens there. Stay tuned. I don't think Rogers is going anywhere. I think cooler heads are going to prevail um, maybe next year. But I, I think this year they're going to uh, – I think Devontae Adams is going to talk some sense to him. So at this point, you think that marriage is coming back? Yeah, I, I, it's not even that it's coming back. I, I just think it's going to be status quo and, and you know, static from here on out. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't expect him to be totally happy about it. Um, but I, I think uh, short of, you know, some breaking Jeopardy news, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing quarterback for the Packers this year. He can, may, am I in the minority? What do you feel? Am I in the minority on that? I mean, I mean, I because where there's smoke, where there's fire, but there hasn't been much smoke of late. You got to admit. Well, his interview with Kenny Maine 
Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. But in Happy Trails, Kenny Mayne, by the way, yeah. ESPN. Uh, I know he was a higher priced Sports Center anchor because of his seniority and his tenure and his his other stuff. But I thought ESPN did him wrong. I thought I thought they should have made sure he he uh, got locked up. Yeah, they. I I mean, they let all kinds of talent go, and yep. you know, you look like guys that like Bill Simmons who yep. left there, started his own company sold to Spotify and is hugely wealthy yeah. after leaving yeah. there. Um, yeah. And they, I think, Ke- I think Kenny Maine's got something similar planned. Yeah. They, they clearly don't get what they're trying to do right now. Right. You have people that take up a fragment of the mindset in the marketplace. Just hold on to those people unless they lose that fragment. Yeah. Um, I agree completely. My brother and I Levitard, were huge. Long-time fans. Yep, Levitard. Did the same with Levitard. So, Dan Patrick, I guess, too. Olbermann yeah. back in the day. You know, they, yeah. they think everybody's going to just keep coming back to the worldwide leader. And it's like, dude, most people don't even have cable anymore. No. You exactly. you guys need to keep your attractions. Exactly. Um, shout out to Scott Van Pelt. I hope they never get rid of him because I'm a big fan of his. Yep. And uh, I, I love his work for sure. Um. Yeah, there's very few shows to me out there on cable sports TV that rival uh, the late night sports center editions with Scott Mempelt on Monday nights. Yeah, he's pretty good, especially when it comes to the bad beats segment. Um, Your favorite? Very, yeah, very, very uh, cool stuff there. Um, but uh, did you want to finish your thought on the Kenny Main Aaron Rodgers interview? Yeah, well, just that Rodgers said. Like he basically said it was the GM without saying it was the GM. And I don't mean that as a turn of phrase. I mean that almost literally because he said, I love the players. I love the coaches. I love the president. He might not have said I love the president, but it was like he he made it super clear that the issues in the front office, he did not like the way the Jordan Love situation was handled. Now, the GM has said publicly he's made a mistake since then. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, what do you mean? You, You haven't just made a mistake since then. You made the initial mistake, which was hugely disrespectful. And then since then have just drafted nothing to help me still. Yeah. Compounding the original mistake, right? Last, I think this is your stat, but like last first round draft pick on the offensive side of the ball was what Jordy Nelson or some nonsense. Yeah. Something like that. And I mean, the fact that Mercedes Lewis at the back end of his career is the only first round pick to ever catch a TD from Rogers. I mean, that, is beyond mind blowing when you look at the yeah. number of TDs alone that Rodgers has thrown. I mean, now he's thrown to some, you know, pretty elite second rounders and third rounders and et cetera, et cetera. But holy cow, man, that is just hard to stomach. Now, on the flip side, if you want to talk about roster composition, they've made it to the conference finals two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So there's there's enough on the defensive side that they're staying competitive. Still not sure it's working out for them. Uh, is Tennessee a competitive team this year? We, we were talking about yeah. Brown trying to get Jones over, and I I worry about them. I don't know that they're doing enough on the defensive side of the ball to keep games close anymore. Well, they brought over Bud Dupree. Uh, they brought in Janoris Jenkins. Um, they're hoping those will be upgrades. I didn't like that they showed a Dory Jackson the door. I, I tell you, Big Blue in New Jersey, the Giants are loving having him on board across from uh, breakout superstar James Bradbury. 
Um, I like the Titans. I like them a lot. Uh, obviously, my Jets overpaid Corey Davis, um, Jonu Smith in New England. So there are some uh, receptions up for grabs on that offense. They're going to need a, you know, maybe a, a rookie wideout or someone to snap up. I, it sounds like uh, the other tight end they've got, Anthony Ferkser, has just been uh, absorbing all the looks he can get early on in, in what camps they've had, you know, shirt and short stuff. I, I think Tennessee is going to be good. I don't think they're going to be elite. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to win the AFC, but uh, I think they could win the South. What do you think? I don't know that they win the South, although it's like, who's their competition? It's Indy. But Indy's the problem. The, exactly, right? Yeah. Like, I don't... They don't play in an overly competitive uh, division right now. We know the we know Houston's going to be awful. Uh, yeah. This time next year, Houston very well could be on the clock for the number one pick. And they won't um, even have it. No, it's true. It would be Miami's, right? Yeah, I think, um, I'm pretty sure it was part of that trade. I would think so. Uh, and what else? Um, I mean, Jacksonville is going to be improved, right? But, you know, let's face it, right? And on that note, Tim Tebow, um, where is when we recorded last week, the popular opinion was that, you know, Tebow was on the outside looking in for a roster spot and to make the team. And all the talk is that he's yeah. on. He's in. Well, that well, that's just it. Uh, reports this week, uh, I think it was ESPN's Diana Rossini reporting that uh, Urban Meyer's plan is to use Tim Tebow a la Taysom Hill, Sean Payton. Yeah. So I'll tell you, um, if you have already somehow and your draft was insanely early or your draft is still coming up, uh, be wary of Trevor Lawrence in year one because it sounds like Tim Debo could vulture some uh, some rushing touchdowns around the goal line, Taysom Hill style. Uh, Drew Brees owners last year, well, really the last couple of years can tell you all about that. And uh, there were some pictures of Tebow looking pretty ripped in Jaguars camp the other day. Um, not, I've, you know, never, had, I've never put too much in that. No, no, I know, but, it, you know, like, people were like, oh, well, he's been using his, his time away from football good. Yeah, did you not hear? He was just in the Mets minor league system. Yeah. Like, of course he's going to be in shape, right? Like, he hasn't been sitting on his ass. Big difference between baseball shape and football shape. Yeah, yeah, but even in the, in the AAA Mets team, I mean, he was out there just ripped, right? I mean, that's probably played against him. Yeah, I, uh, heard, I heard an interesting argument that um... – I don't know that I believe it, but if there's one sport where it might be true, I think baseball is probably it, where it might be better over 162 games to not be jacked. Just jacked. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's uh, a famous saying from Teddy Atlas. Uh, he says, with regards to weightlifting and boxing, the only argument is, is it bad or is it really, really bad? Right. right, right, right. So, right, because it's all about movement and you don't, you don't want to be all uh, – tensed up and you know uh tight in yeah, the arms, how many right? and so how many hamstrings and yeah. groins and all that kind of shit do we see and you know it's springer has been on the bench almost all year for the jays here and you yeah know, would it be better yeah, exactly. if this guy had yep. an extra 40 pounds on him and was just out there hacking yep my grandfather brought that up tonight at sunday dinner he said uh for the amount of money they're paying this guy i mean what has he been in the lineup three games one yeah. homer and it's that's the sad thing with because him it's a hamstring or groin right yeah 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 soft tissue leg injury like that you have to let it get it to one hundred percent the first time exactly you can't 
other stuff, otherwhere else on the body, yeah, you can rush and, and come back early. But when it's hamstring or groin, especially if it's early in the season, just get it right the first time. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, when they brought him back, but they were like, oh, we're just going to have him start at DH first. That yeah. should have been the first signal. It's like, <sighs> it's either he's back or yeah. he's not. And, yeah, the amount then, of money you're paying him in yeah. year one and, oh, he's just going to DH? What? Yeah, you don't ease in from a from a soft tissue and but. and while we're on this topic uh what are your thoughts on vladdy's numbers of late uh, i have to say he's the early uh favorite for mvp if the award were handed out tomorrow huh yeah i mean he looks really good the problem is it's going to be one of those situations where how good did the team end up being mm, um yeah. a lot of, like a lot of baseball left it's we just oh, got exactly. past i know i know weekend, no, i know so. but i mean if if every second game he's gonna have two homers i mean holy cow right we could be in for some special stuff over the next couple of years. And yeah. uh, a buddy of mine in one of my group chats was saying, yeah, how about all those people last year that were calling him a bust? Now, I don't remember that. Uh, I remember, you know, we people talking about him struggling, but I don't remember anyone coming out and saying, oh, you know, he's a bust or anything. I, I think it was just more of a case of growing pains and, you know, just getting around to it, right? Yeah, like, I think, I think we all knew he was going to blossom. Yeah, I think there was a lot of like he just doesn't look good. I was concerned, but my like my concern was more around makeup. Yeah. And when when you got a body like that and you're not hitting, there's a problem. Yeah. So if if he's and and part of the problem is he let the weight get out of control, you know. There's like we the conversation we were just talking about, right? Like there's a difference between 240 and 280. I, I'm I'm happy with Vladdy being out there at 240 at 280. You know whatever yeah. they listed him as, he was getting no, up there. Exactly. So, which is crazy because his dad was never a big guy. You know, yeah, like know. he was a big guy physically and, and muscle wise, but he was never fat. Well, I remember back. I you know at, at risk of being politically incorrect here, when when he first came into the league, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna stay with my grandma. My grandma cooks for me." And it's like, oh, well, yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I've had a grandma cook for me too, and it's not like there's not a lot of portion <laughs> control happening in those meals. <laughs> no, you know? no, no, exactly. <laughs> I think if you had your grandma cook for you every night, it's not a fucking shock that you end up at you know 280, no. but. Um, yeah he's I, he's figured it out i mean the other thing was people just gave him a dose of curveballs last year because he would eventually get impatient right he he was supposed to be the promised child and so he would i, I think i, I don't want to get too much in his headspace but i think mm -hmm. he put some pressure on himself yeah to be doing more than just work in a walk and and yeah. I assume over the off season they were like Vlad, just work the fucking walk. And if you yeah. do that enough, they're gonna have to throw you strikes again. Um, and that's more of what's happened this year because on top of all those homers, he's walking a ton. It's gotta be tough when there's a junior at the end of your name and your father's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, like no and matter we've got what, a bunch of them. Exactly right. Like it's it's gotta be tough, especially when you're scuffling at the plate in a sport like baseball. It's got to be tough. It, it really does. Uh, I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, and one last comment on the Jays. You know, I, I don't see many live Jays games, you know, on TV and, and really get to comment on a day-to-day -day basis. But I, I do feel like mentioning that Charlie Montoya blew uh, the second game in the doubleheader today. Uh, he left Tyler Chatwood out there way too long. Didn't get a reliever warm until it was way too late. Um, and I didn't see the matinee, but it sounds like he burned out all the good relievers in that game. Um, so maybe some mismanagement by, uh, Jay's manager, Charlie Montoya today. 
All right, speaking of Toronto sports, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, blew another game in Montreal. Hey, nice to have fans back. Not sure if you watched this one, but... Yeah, I, I mean, is that really even that fair? Like, A, like, it's good, and I like to see it, but, like, Toronto doesn't get to have fans, but Montreal does? It's that the seems profit, weird. Hey, man, that's your problem. No, I get right? it. I get it. I get it. I, I completely understand it, but it's just like, I I've... mean, there's, there's home field advantage, and, I mean, this is... I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a thing through the playoffs. I mean, if, yeah. if I, I don't know what the bracket looks like, but if Toronto has to play Carolina, they play, uh, well, they would only play Carolina in the cup final. Okay. Well, they, Carolina, the this goes and plays Winnipeg. Carolina, well, Carolina's filling their fucking building every day. Yeah. And that crowd's yeah, they insane. They are. Um, but they, PS, they won't get Islanders Tampa. insane. Yep. Right. So, yep. They, they love that. And that's a new rank. Um, Carolina is not going to get through Tampa. I think it's going to be Tampa versus the winner of the Avalanche Vegas series for the cup. Now it could be wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong as the Leafs fan, but I, I believe uh, that's the way the cookie's going to crumble. Pardon me. Um, I, I, I think if I, you're Toronto, just real quick on the, on the yeah. fans piece, I've, I was saying this uh, game one to the people that's watching the game with like, just, uh, we have fully vaccinated most healthcare workers in Ontario. So what they like, what they should do is just reach out to the hospitals and shit and be like, Hey, your frontline workers are welcome to come to this Leafs game. Yeah. Right. And yeah. just, it, you got to be fully vaccinated and you got to go and show your hospital badge and you got to show your ticket or whatever that said you were yep. vaccinated. Yep. But we're, we're going to let in 5,000 fully vaccinated people to cheer for the team. Yeah. No, yeah, SNL great. made a joke about being like, because they put, brought first responders in over there. And they were uh, like, it turns out as, that's not the group most looking forward to laugh after, uh, you know, working no, 14 right. hours and seeing a bunch of people die from COVID. No, exactly. Um, but but they might be more apt to cheer for a big hit or a goal. right? Well, and how how much goodwill would you buy if you're the Maple Leafs and you say, you know what? We know that the government says we can't have everyone, but we've reached out to them. We've reached out to the hospital. We talked to the city and we all agree that this would be a wonderful reward for our first responders who have yep. worked so hard and blah, blah, blah. Just, Great PR move. The yeah, players would love it. Everybody yeah, you win. get a crowd back. It's, yeah. you know, you want to talk about emotional, like people already find the, you know, having guys back emotional, but like if they're, They've got, you know, four thousand healthcare workers that they're like, hey, these are these are the people that we think are heroes, and we're playing in front of them. I don't know, man. Absolutely, I, it feels like a like no brainer, and yeah. but there's a lot of no brains out here. No, I agree with that completely. I really do. As far as last night goes, I mean, you know, great effort in tying it up. It's just a shame they couldn't get done in OT, and that OT goal, uh, by KK there, um. Perfect example of why you put the puck on the net. Not just an OT, period. Perfect example of why you put the puck on the net. Campbell, it was a deflection off the Leafs defenseman. Campbell didn't have a chance. Just shoot the puck. It doesn't need to be a pretty sports center highlight of the night real play every time. Put the puck on the net. It's a game of deflections. Good things happen. Simple as that. It was a wrist shot. Do you like... I love the slap shot. It's great and everything, but I'm telling you, man, a well-placed, well-accurate wrist shot, best shot in the game. You want any indication of how good those goalies are? Three of the five goals that were scored last night were on deflections. Yeah. 
If they yeah. if they can see it, they're stopping yeah. it. I mean, yeah. Carey... goaltending goaltending worldwide in hockey is is at elite levels. Yeah, if we want to talk about you know how we lost that game, there's a lot of like crying on on Twitter and whatever. And listen, I felt real bad about the game too, but people are blaming Matthews and Marner and the coach, and we don't have enough depth on defense. And why did this guy turn back in when he could have kept skating? We lost to Carey Price's left hand. Like the number of glove saves that that guy put out. Yep. It's just, it, and that's how it goes sometimes. You're in the hockey playoffs and a goaltender is going to win a game. Yep. So you let that happen and you move on to the next one. But they, man, they got to win this one. Because if they don't, there's going to be some real questions. And I'm going to have oh a lot God. of, I'm going to have an awful lot of fire Bobcat comments. You know, Bob, Babcock. Yeah. Like, you know, I thought that was going to solve all our fucking problems. Right. I don't think it's a stretch to call for Dubis's job if they well, lose this, this game point. seven. You know, and and on the flip side, I I think I think if Montreal loses this game seven and they bring back Mark Bergevin, I think they're nuts. Now I've heard rumors he's going to get get a contract extension. I'll tell you, this guy is the Thomas Dimitrov of the NHL, right down to the way he dresses and the way he somehow keeps his head above water and, and keeps this job. I mean, it's amazing. Um, in the regular season, Austin Matthews. I don't know why this is showing me. This hockey DB website is terrible because it shows you fucking when he was playing in the U.S. national team or Zurich or some other nonsense. Is there a better site? Yeah, the year before hockey the draft, reference. you played in Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, so NHL. Austin Matthews has three hundred thirty-four games. Uh, 199 goals. So roughly a goal two out of three games. Not exactly that, but roughly. In the pl- numbers. In the playoffs, 31 games played 13 goals. Hmm. So listen, if a guy who scores every third game over the course of an 82-game season, that's like a 25-goal scorer. It's a good player. You want that guy. You need some of those guys on your team. But... You know, you want to talk about, like, conversations we need to start having. Uh, not to be that guy, but, like, is is Austin Matthews really one of the guys, one of those elite guys, your Crosbys, your Malkins, your Ovechkins, your McDavid's? I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing, just to defend uh, Matthews. I haven't heard William Nylander's name in about two months. Well, he so, had three goals in the first two games, I think. Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I flat good. out will admit I flat out will admit I have not been watching. Um It was it was three it, like he had a goal in three games straight okay. or something like that. Well that's that. good. That's good. But you know, all I'm saying is I, I don't think it should be on Matthews. I think he should be getting more I mean, Alexander Kerfoot, the guy looked like he was gonna be a star with Colorado. I haven't heard his name in God yeah. knows how long. Yeah. I mean, is what is he skating on the fourth line? I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not putting the blame on Matthews. I think it's all the, the teammates. I think it's all the uh, the other guys that need to step up. Mitch Marner regular season 355 games played, 103 goals. So again, roughly every three, three and a bit, three and a third or so. Uh, playoffs 31 games played, five goals. Yeah, I mean, he's These more guys, of an assist guy. I hear, you know, but uh, so assists, 255 over 355 and then 20 out of 31. So that falls off a little too. 
They've been struggling to uh, light the lamp in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. And your best players got to like it's such a cliche in hockey, but your best players got to be your best players. And we're pushing five years straight now of these two not being around. Yeah. Which if you have, if you have Tavares out there, so it's like all right, you got Tavares and he's doing stuff and Nylander, so you have a little bit of extra. But like, you know, Spets is out playing some of these guys. No, I get it. I absolutely get it. But let's be real, five years straight, this is the first one where they are actually viewed as cup legit contenders, right? I mean, yeah, to, to me at least. Yeah, I think those talking about it yesterday were, were in a similar um, similar situation, same boat. So When is the game seven? Tomorrow night? I Tomorrow night, yeah. yeah. Mm. By the way, pick a time, NHL, 7 or 7.30. Don't like bounce back and forth. Yeah, Just pick a fucking weird. time, man. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I could see seven and eight, but seven and seven thirty. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, it's it. Ugh. There's just no point. The problem is there's too much pop in circumstance before the games. I mean, it's forty five minutes before they drop the puck. Yeah, I don't like. I don't mind the anthem and stuff like that. It's been around. No, forever, I don't either. But like, ugh, you know, I I had the biggest laugh at our French friends before the uh, one of their first home games, it was like a big end racism uh, piece, which is like a nice thing to say, but like Quebec's like the most racist play. Like they are, a, has a wildly racist bunch out there. Um, <laughs> so just feels weird. Them being like, ah, yes, the racism to end. And it's like, yeah, okay guys, like you're, you're not exactly living your truth out there. I don't see the Montreal Canadiens rolling out opposing the religious symbols bill. No, exactly. So. Um, all right. Can I, can I get a quick comment from you on Adam Vinatieri's retirement this week? Oh, Is it really like... Okay, there's a couple of things about this. First of all, I guess narcissism. But like... When you are actively trying to get work the season before, can't find any work, and then wait like nine more months after that to like wait for what you think is going to be a slow news media day in the sports world and then retire. I mean, I don't know. Like, I get that he's the, you know, he, nobody has scored more points than this guy and what he's done, you know, with his foot winning Super Bowls. But I don't know. I just, I found it a bit weird. It was kind of like, yeah, I know what's next. You know, like when I heard that, it was like, yeah, that's old news. So how do you feel? He, he made the announcement on the McAfee show. And I yep. know I Former watched, teammates. Like, a fair bit of that. Yeah. It, so the way McAfee was talking about it coming in, cause I guess him and McAfee did some shit to start the, um, like the schedule release. They did some stuff for the Colts uh, okay. for a schedule release. Cool. And so since they did that, he had been telling the story about how he talked to Vinatieri and was like, Hey man, like, are you retired? I'm doing like a bad McAfee impression, but this is, yeah. this is basically what he was saying. He's like, Hey, are you retired? And Vinatieri was like, no nah, man, like I kind of want to work. I keep trying to get my body to do it, but my body's not doing it. Yeah. Um, and he was like, all right. And, and the way he talked about it was that like, it heavily implied, like, I think he's done, but he hasn't said he's done. Yeah. Um, so come and, on, come on the air, clear the air type thing. And so, yeah, he had him on the show and he was like, so like, what's your deal? Like, are you playing again? Like, what's going on? 
you said you were trying to figure it out. He's like, nah, I think I'm done. Was was bas- he wasn't okay. like and yeah, yeah. here on the Pat McAfee show I want to yeah, announce right it yeah, was yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a okay. big thing yeah. just now that we have you here can I ask you this yeah question? and it yeah, was yeah, I get it. it was so nondescript that like literally that interview was so boring I was watching it I had it on my side monitor while I was working and I listened to like two minutes of it and I was like fuck this is not interesting and I just turned it off and literally like was reading headlines an hour later about how Vinatieri announces retirement. And I'm like, that's weird that he was on Matt. Like I didn't even connect that he would have done it yeah, on, yeah. on the show. Okay. Uh, my bad then. I guess I read that all wrong. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it was like him boasting as much as like he yeah. was trying to get a job. He wasn't trying to hide that he wanted to keep kicking, but this is a guy that if his body would let him do it, would kick till he's 50 or 60. Um, but the position has changed so much and in large part because of him, that kind of reliability was not a normal thing in kickers, uh, especially in big games. So like good for him. Happy trails, all time leader in points, all those super bowls. And not just like he was not a passenger for those super bowls. First ballot hall of famer. I think the first kicker will ever say that about him. Maybe the only one. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that he's going to the Hall of Fame. Um, the only guys in there who are kickers. Mort and- yeah, Martin Anderson, George Blanda, Lou Groza, and Jan Stenerud. Um, only Martin Anderson and Stenerud were the pure kickers, so Venatory will become the third pure kicker because I think Blanda was like a quarterback and a kicker and like a fullback and all that. Yeah, and I think he'll Gro- be the first Groza's and maybe only first ballot Hall of Fame kicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Because it wasn't just the points; it was dope, like big the kicks. The context. He yeah. had two Super Bowl winning kicks. Yep. The and, fucking snowball game. Yep. And as Rotor World said, uh, he was a franchise icon with two different teams, right? Yeah. I mean, like as good of a run as he had in New England, like he he was in, he was with the Colts for like what five, six, seven more years. It's crazy. Yeah. I I mean, there. Uh, Andrew Breer, I think, is the guy who used to be an agent and posted something on Twitter that said, you know, I haven't been, I used to be Vinatieri's agent and I haven't been an agent since 1999. Ah, crazy. So, that's crazy. you know, like, yeah. that's, if, if you're trying to figure out the longevity, it's like, that's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the National Basketball Association is also in the playoffs. I find this entirely more uh, disinteresting at this oh, course because no. in the NBA, Not it's so like hard. you know who the top four teams are and they are all going to make it to the semifinals. Um, yep. I would be shocked if we don't see Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and maybe Los Angeles twice. Yep. Um, Milwaukee's already swept Miami for zip. Brooklyn's up on Boston 2-1. Philly's up on Washington 3-zip. My Knicks are down 3-1 to the Hawks. I haven't, for as good of a season as the Knicks have had, I haven't talked much about them on this uh, podcast. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. If Julius Randle doesn't get the most improved player award, um, they might as well just scrap the award (laughs) because... The guy is the very definition of the most improved player in the league this year. He put that team on his back and carried them to a four seed in the East when nobody even thought they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that that building was rocking. Yeah, man. 
the other. Trey Young hitting the shot, putting his fingers up to silence them. Yeah, it yep. was. Uh, uh, <laughs> New York does not like Trey Young right now. It's Trey Young's balding. I think was the chant for a bit there. <laughs> they're they're having a good time. Yeah. I you know I just the Lakers series is two two. Phoenix got a good team this year. I know. I don't. I just don't buy it. I look at I look at the West, and everybody loves the Jazz, but they you know kind of I don't want to say they finished with a whimper, but you know seven and three is a pretty good last ten games. But yep. they're up two one on the Grizz. Yeah. And until I see the old guard stop being the old guard. Now it's listen, Phoenix, Utah, Denver, all those teams can beat the Clippers. I, it, there's reasons to doubt Kawhi and Paul George, specifically Paul George. Uh, and there's not a lot to work with around them. You know, we talk about what Kawhi did for the Raptors. There were tools. There were lots of guys still here. Um, Clippers don't seem to have that. Um, with that said, the Lakers are the seventh seed in mind only. I, I don't see a world where they're not in that final unless, yep. unless they're just out of gas, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not convinced LeBron's anywhere near a hundred percent, let alone probably 80%. Um, but if he can one more time, will them to a, to a finals appearance, it's like, you know, Anthony Davis is out there, but like I said, I mean, every third attempt at the rim, the guy's in agony, well, whether you. it's, you know, something else, you know, Nothing pleased LeBron James more today than knowing that you know how he's gotten it out. Because yeah. this guy is doing a exactly. fucking theatrical rendition of uh, his suffering every time he's out there. No, absolutely. Um, on the New York Knicks front, I had not seen uh, Thibodeau uh, for quite some time. And that guy, uh, not, not super interested in staying in shape as a coach, eh? Well, he was always... <laughs> He was always heavy with Chicago and Minnesota. Um, I haven't seen him really lately for a, a Knicks fan, as embarrassing as that is. Uh, he's put on even more weight. He's just, he's a thick guy and yeah. he's wearing like a, like a fleecy or whatever. And it's like, no, dude, you don't need, when, when you got like man boobs, you don't need a, a, a fitted shirt. You know, you could just put on a suit or something on the sideline there. Yeah, yeah, he's got the quarter zip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't need any of that. Just, just dress like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a lot less hair than I remember him having too. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a tough look for him. I'm not sure he's a person I want to see on the TV. It's a stressful job. It is. It is. That's and true. it sounds like he was always a prick. Like, uh, it sounds like his Chicago days when Jimmy Butler was there. Oh like, yeah. It sounds like Butler was the only one who could handle. Well, he. I mean, he's run himself out of every situation he's been in so far. Yep. You know, now he's getting results here in New York, but I'll I, I would bet a significant amount of money that he does not start the twenty twenty three season coaching that team. No, I think he's not. he's like the Mike Keenan from hockey, where it's like short bursts. You know, Tortorella yep. nowadays in hockey. Yeah, exactly. And uh, on the Tortorella front, stay tuned for him to get a cushy studio job as TNT has signed that big deal with the NHL and conveniently. Uh, timed Tortorella has been shown the door and given his pink slip by Columbus. So yeah. I haven't heard reports of that yet, but look for that marriage to come to fruition, whether it's TNT or whoever. Um, Tortorella will be on TV in the States covering hockey next year. I almost promise you. Yeah. TNT also brought on Gretzky. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. It sounds like 3 know. million a year or something like that. Shit. And 
the, for a guy who has like zero personality. Well, it's interesting. I, you know, McCowan and, and John Shannon, who know him like a little bit, do their podcast yep. and, and they were talking about it. And Shannon said he will be good on TV if he can let his guard down. Yeah, if he exactly. can be himself. If he know? gives a fuck. Yeah. Um, and I and I thought it was really uh, apt of Shannon to point out that Gretzky, in a lot of ways, a lot like Jordan and similar generation as well, were really pioneers in taking a reporter's question and not answering it. Yeah. And and Shannon referred to it as speaking Wayne. Yeah. Um, and, and then and Sidney Crosby speaks yeah, Wayne. I was, was the literally just said. gonna yeah. say, and then and then came the Sid Crosby's of the world. Yeah, and it's um, now what everybody does, right? You get a no, exactly. you, you, that's how you skated you hard, and we worked hard, and you but know, if they can finish get, our checks, if they can get Wayne to listen, he's never gonna become a full like Charles Barkley, no. right? But Shaq, who is as corporate a person. Oh as exists right yeah yeah and and i'll tell you every time you see him in one of those ads you bet your ass that they give him a little bit of equity to be yep. shilling out you know whatever the hell he is the, the oh, printers yeah. or whatever yeah yeah later it's yeah brother printers or whatever yeah it is. but that guy sits on that panel and i believe gives honest opinions right he doesn't go out there and try to like make sure he's friends with all the guys after the the show's done if some guy doesn't show up or fuck something up he says it if Wayne does that, I think he'll be good. But if he's always couching it and playing politics yeah. and doesn't want to say something that's going to make headlines, like if I'm if I'm the executives at TNT, I'm like, hey Wayne, we're paying you three million dollars to make headlines. Yeah, you can't fucking speak... sit here and not say anything. Yeah, or we're paying you three million to speak your piece, how you feel, how you actually feel. Yeah. Um, but if he stays closed off, uh, yeah, I don't. Think, nice. Let's I don't face think it; it's going to be snoozer, right? I mean, if you if you're struggling with uh, insomnia, you, instead of adding, you know, like an audio app that produces white noise and jungle sounds to your phone, you might as well just listen to Sid Crosby and Wayne Gretzky interviews all night. Yeah, yeah, and and that's it. It's no one's going to want to watch that that in between period. And by the way, I thought the NBC guys did a pretty like. I think Patrick Sharp and. Uh, yep. The guy they have who actually does football too, who they've they've brought over. Oh, really? well, they had Ronick, and then he kind of did a. Well, Ronick did things, and then Milbury did. There's a lot of guys who were yeah. in hockey. It turned out not to be very good guys. Yeah, Ronick pulled. Uh, what am I thinking? Uh, Greg, the former uh, Jays catcher, there that yeah. was on. Oh man, I can't come yeah, up with his name. Like, Greg's on. Greg's, Greg's on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a friend who told me a story about riding his bike and Greg Zahn almost hit him with his bike uh -huh. and I guess he flipped him the finger and Greg Zahn pulls over and like tries to like confront him yep and he, yeah, he would and and he's like what the hell is wrong with you you almost hit me and then he takes out his phone and was was like about to start recording or some shit and was like do we really want to do this Greg Zahn and like because Greg didn't realize he you know it's like in the early stages of cell phones when it was, people didn't just live their lives assuming that they could be outed for everything. Um, and, and people like Greg Zahn were used to just running around acting like an asshole everywhere without repercussions. And um, it eventually catches up and he, with him. And, and it did eventually catch up with him, for sure. Yeah. Did you, speaking of, oh my God, did you see the story of, um, I think it's a Mets 
pitching coach. Um, but it might be... I know the Angels are the ones that investigated him. And so this guy gets, uh, I'm going to see if I can find the story, but he gets in trouble. Uh, they had to start a investigation and his team um, had to go ahead and release him. Uh, and then he was banned from baseball for uh, whatever amount of time because of complaints of sexual misconduct. And, oh, so, and so this... I know, I know there was some big Marcelo Zuna news last no, night. No, that's... Yeah, that's... We'll talk about that in a second, too. Mm. Um, ineligible list. Um, and so he releases a statement. Mickey Calloway placed on... Oh, Mickey list. Calloway. Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. following the Mickey. Well, this okay. guy is... So this guy's scum. Check this out, okay? Uh, this guy, so the Angels fire the guy. I think the I think the story is from when he was with the Mets. Yeah, he was managing the Mets, and yeah, okay. he pretty much hit on like every female reporter that put a mic in front of his face. Okay, so this fucking guy issues a statement, and like fuck ESPN because they put the statement before the accusations. And so if you're like me, I want you to listen to this statement, and then I'll tell you what it is, and tell me which one you think should have gone first. Uh, Callaway also issued a statement on Wednesday. Quote, my family and I fully support MLB's strong stance against harassment and discrimination and are grateful to the commi pardon me, commissioner and his office for their thorough investigation. I apologize to the women who shared with investigators any interaction that made them feel uncomfortable. To be clear, I never intend to make anyone feel this way and didn't understand that these interactions might do that or violate MLB policies. However, those are my own blind spots, and I take responsibility for the consequences. Uh, in my 25 years, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I yeah, I plan to work on my shortcomings and repairing any damage that I've caused with my colleagues and particularly my family. Okay, so this sounds like... The way I read it was like, he might have made an inappropriate comment here or there, right? Like, hey, sweetheart, you know, hey there, tits, how you doing today? I'm not saying, hey, that's good, but this, right, it sounds like old school boys will be boys shit. That's like not good, but mostly harmless, you know, his blind spots. Okay. The accusation is that Callaway made them uncomfortable by sending them inappropriate messages. And on at least one occasion, a woman's husband contacted the Cleveland's fan services department to complain Callaway had sent his wife pornographic material. Um, there's also stories of him uh, grabbing a reporter's head and thrusting himself towards it like uh, he was going to uh, take a blowjob from her. Which, by the way, a blowjob is meant to be given never taken um and uh the, the other story was like asking for nude photos and stuff those aren't blind spots like that was always bad you're not supposed to go and ask people to see their tits and then when they're like you should have done that you're like what <laughs> of course what what 
Yeah. Say whatever you want about Callaway. I I just thought that was it. Like that statement was so insane. That he's like, well, these are just my blind spots. I'm like, oh, pretending to face fuck someone you don't know who's at work is one of your blind spots. Okay, bud. Yeah, the guys. Uh, just a from everything, yeah, from everything I've read, the guys a low life. Um, and yeah, that's all there is to it. Um. All right, we're we're at about wrap up time. Anything we wanted to touch on that we did not get to touch on today? Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to one Kevin Gossman of the San Francisco Giants baseball team. Yes, we've talked about uh, this a couple he, weeks ago. Okay, did we? I just want to no, say you quick. and me like privately, not just yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, um, he was removed today late in the game against the Dodgers. Uh, removed at the end of the sixth due to left hip tightness, but it sounds like it's minor. Um, six innings, seven Ks, two hits. Uh, another W, um, you know, the guy, all the guy does is strike people out now. And what I want to, the reason I want to bring it up is Baltimore blew it. Um, I've got a buddy of mine from the tri-state area. Who's an Orioles fan, uh, from Baltimore. And I remember him texting him, uh, the day they shipped Gosman to Atlanta and saying, this is a mistake. Uh, we also what ha- what happened early on with Dylan Bundy when he left. Um, yeah, he is struggling this year with the A's so far, but uh, or say so the Angels. But yeah, Gossman, um, look at the state Baltimore is in right now. Uh, you you can't move on from elite guys like this. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he was scuffling a bit in Baltimore, but he sure turned around the past two years. The past year and a half in San Francisco uh, have been lights out and. From a fantasy manager's perspective, I expect more going forward. Uh, so shout out to him. And the only th- other thing I wanted to mention, well, I mean, I have a ton more I'd like to mention, but time permitting, I never mentioned any racing stuff on this show, but I see that while I was at work, Helio Castroneves won his fourth Indy 500. That's a thing. And- yeah, and the reason I wanted to mention it is because it was in front of 135,000 fans, which is the most at a sports event since uh, we all first heard of COVID-19, since the pandemic began. So a uh, little return to normalcy, um, nice to see. And shout out to Helio for uh, winning his fourth. I, I'm, I I'm, I'm not a big indie car guy, but the Indy 500 is a big fucking deal. I, I really want to just see more of that shit like i my wife and i were talking earlier tonight and she was like do you think there's gonna be a lot of deals to get people out again and if you asked me six months ago i probably would have said yeah i think you can't underestimate kind of like the fear and anxiety that's been building up in people and that this doesn't feel like a thing that they're gonna do or whatever and in a strange way america is leading the way on this that like they're like hey if you haven't been vaccinated by now that's your fucking fault like that it's it's been available to you and we're going and so all this shit is open up a lot of it didn't close down let's be honest but you know 135,000 people at the indy 500 didn't happen last year happen now i i think we're gonna see that everywhere i think as people get vaccinated and restrictions disappear folks are just it, it's not you're not going to see deals for travel. Travel is going to be incredibly expensive because everybody's going to want to do it at once. Um, and I'm on board. 
because I'm I'm going to be right there too. The second that American Porter opens up, I'm rolling over to have a good time. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Can I say one more thing quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick shout out to Corey Kluber, who I haven't had a chance last week. No hit. The Texas Rangers, the very Texas Rangers that he pitched for last year. I love the irony. I love the fact that it was against a team that gave up on him. Um, multiple Cy Young winner now in the Bronx. And he threw, no, no, now he is since on the IL for four weeks with a muscle strain. But, hey, no-nos live forever. Flags fly forever, right? And this season is quickly turning into, I mean, we had one in, like, what was it, 2013? But this is quickly turning into the year of the no-no where we're getting one, like, at a 48-hour clip here for a bit there last week. Um, yeah, so uh, shout-out to Kluber. I loved it when the Yankees made that move. I still love it. And yeah, love seeing that, man. I, I Even though he was only really kind of hurt for one year, I, I still love any type of a comeback story, redemption. So good for him. And just on that note, we talk, I mentioned the Rodon, Carlos Rodon. No, no, familiar there uh, with the White Sox. Another great redemption story because his shoulder this time last year was so fucked that they thought at best he would be a bullpen guy the rest of his career. I looked at his numbers last night. He is still dealing. So shout out to Roden. He's right up there with Gossman. And yeah, hats off to Corey Kluber. Go Yanks. Uh, quickly before we go, the coming across my Twitter, Carolina Hurricanes opened up the game tonight with David Ayers ripping their siren. Okay, man, how fun is that, eh? This like guy comes in. As, yeah, uh, he's living his best life. He huh? is living his best life. This guy's uh, yeah. just like I think he's like a landscaper or something. Yeah, and, and just a like a member of hockey history now. Yeah, basically and folklore. The, and did, didn't you buy up all this uh, in-game betting proprietary technology? That's probably going to make him a bunch of money going. Oh, is forward. that a thing that happened? Yeah, I, I think I heard. We're talking about the owner of the Hurricanes, right? No, no, no. Dave Ayers, the uh, uh, the backup goal, like the backup backup oh, goalie that won yes, a game for them yes, last year. Yes, yes, yes. The emergency guy. Yeah, with, yeah. Two on the pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget about that guy. So just absolute folk folklore around this. Yeah, no, and awesome. that crowd was going nuts for him yeah. spinning that siren. Yeah, they love that hockey team. And what's crazy is in rally when that team first moved from Hartford. They won that early cup, but then, like, a couple years later, they were having some ownership questions. They thought they were going to have to move that team yeah, again. Yeah, they did. So, shout-out to that fan base. Shout-out to the new owner, semi-new owner, I guess. It's been a couple years now, but, yeah. Hey, I love seeing, um, you know, a success story in, in a smaller market like that. All right. Well, as always, we thank you all for listening. My name is Charles. He's Nick Smart, and we will talk to you again probably later this week. Oh, wrong button. Recording stopped.